This episode of Weekly Weird News is sponsored by Stitch Fix and by Adam and Eve. Now, we're not the biggest fans of President Joe Biden, and we don't really hide that fact, but we do try our best to be fair to the guy and give him credit where it's due. But also be critical when needed. But give him credit where it's due. Sure. The man is really, really good at upsetting the United Kingdom, its political leaders, and its royal family, and that's awesome. Yeah. We think that's great. A big part of it is due to Joe Biden, in typical American fashion, being extremely proud of his Irish heritage and identity, despite his Irish ancestors coming to the U.S. around 200 years ago. Uh, he brings it up all the time, like uh, just last month when he told the Pope, I'm the only Irishman you've ever met who's never had a drink. But he's also garnered all sorts of controversy in Britain and Northern Ireland for meeting with Sinn Féin and IRA figures to discuss a united Ireland. And for a moment during the 2020 campaign in which a BBC reporter tried to ask him a question and Biden replied with, BBC, I'm Irish, before smiling and walking away. Hell yeah. Uh, during the campaign, he also referred to Boris Johnson as a physical and emotional clone of Donald Trump. And more recently, during the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan, Biden waited 36 hours before returning Boris Johnson's desperate phone calls. Um, but now, Biden has gone ahead and insulted the British royal family and done it in a way where, once again, we really just gotta hand it to him. Here's the independent. Boris Johnson may have hailed Joe Biden as a big breath of fresh air, but it appears that events at the COP26 climate conference in Glasgow may have given the Duchess of Cornwall on some level grounds to disagree. The US president met with Camilla and various other members of the royal family during a reception at Kelvin Grove Art Gallery to mark the summit's opening night, attended by world leaders. The Royals' diplomatic heft has been on display at the conference in which they have met with willing guests from across the globe, with Prince William claimed to have remarked loudly at one event, I liken it to speed dating here. You chat for a bit, then press the button, and then quickly move on to the next. You don't have enough time. But in another report carrying a claim about the etiquette of Mr. Biden, any such imagery conjuring a whiff of romance was decidedly absent. As she spoke with Mr. Biden on Monday evening, it has been claimed that Camilla was surprised to hear the U.S. president break wind <laughs> in, an, in an emission audible enough to make the Duchess blush. My word! Quote, it was long and loud and impossible to ignore. The Mail on Sunday quoted a source as saying, Camilla hasn't stopped talking about it. And what a fart it was. Hey there, Jack. <sighs> well, yeah, old people do that, though. They're always farting and, uh, you know... A lot of the time, you gotta just ignore it and pretend that it didn't happen. Yeah. Because why would you want to make things awkward for someone who only has a few years left on the planet? And when you're president, they let you do it. They let you fart, and then you just have to sit in it. You yeah. have to sit in his little fecal matter. Just floating around. We don't know if he's shat, but... Well, there's a little fecal matter in every fart, right? I guess. Yeah. Well, hopefully he was wearing underwear. The mask for your butt. I hope so. Uh, so, yeah, that's our president. <laughs> Attending a summit on lowering emissions and... Letting out a few, of a few emissions of his own <laughs> in front of Prince Charles's wife. Long, loud, impossible to ignore. That's the American way. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's no word on how it smelled, but if it smelled bad, Camilla probably would have mentioned that. So we're going to assume that it was the opposite of silent but deadly. Loud but harmless. Now you guys know how to eat here. <laughs> all, those, uh, all those mashed potatoes and... And meat soups you got. You guys got anything other than pies? I've eaten like seven pies since I landed here. It's, yeah. uh, I mean, nothing wrong with pie. It's just, yeah. you know, starchy. Mm -hmm. Very starchy. Uh, now, we'd also like to think that this was done intentionally by Biden as some sort of alpha move. But uh, the man is 78 years old, so who knows? It's, uh, 
I just, I just, I don't know the medical facts, but I would assume that your asshole gets looser as you age and just leaks farts out every once in a while. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just... It would make sense. It's a muscle. All of your other muscles, you know, they kind of degrade over the years if you don't keep them up to top physical form, but uh, old people, they do be farting. They do be farting a sometimes. Lot. Yeah. And you never know if it's malicious or not. I worked at a retirement home when I was a teenager. Lots of old people fart. Oh, my God. Did you just fart? Yeah. No, they oh, are loud and audible. Totally accidental. Whoops. Uh, my, oh, in, did you smell that? Whoops. In my ex- I'm old. In my experience, uh, it is very loud. There's no way they don't know that they're doing it, but they sit there and act like nothing has happened. Oh, was that me? Did I do that? <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> and I'm the president. Now live with it. But, uh, yeah, anyways, nothing but respect uh, for our president, at least when it comes to farting on the royal family. Yeah, good. Yes. More people should fart on the royal family. Mm -hmm. But speaking of Irish-American presidents, John F. Kennedy's uh, son, John F. Kennedy Jr., was killed in a plane crash 22 years ago. But if you know anything about QAnon, you know that they see things a little bit differently. Their version of events, slightly different. Mm -hmm. among the many, many insane and easily disproved beliefs of the QAnon cult members is the idea that JFK Jr. actually faked his death back in 1999 and after laying low for mm, two decades, will be reappearing any day now to be Donald Trump's 2024 running mate or something. Uh, some of them think that the Kennedy family are themselves direct descendants of Jesus Christ. That's part of their lore. A lot of them think that this guy, a Trump supporter named Vincent Fusca, who looks nothing like JFK Jr., is JFK Jr. in disguise. None of this makes any sense, but you could say that about basically everything that these people believe. Their entire worldview is based on fucking 8chan posts. So, yeah. Hasn't there been multiple predictions of him supposedly appearing at conferences and everything else and it just keeps not coming true? They've been predicting the return of JFK Jr. for like three years. Yeah. Every single QAnon prediction has fallen flat on its face. You would think... They'd get at least one. Yeah, like just... They make so many predictions, you would think just law of averages. There's got to be, you know... Mm -hmm. They might get one on accident at some point, but they're wrong about everything all the time. And the people who are into this, they're like, all right, well, let's all head on down down to Dealey Plaza. Yeah. I've I've never heard of another cult that, uh, whose members stuck around even after dozens and dozens of prophecies were proven false. It seems to make them more, uh, their beliefs held stronger. Yeah. Weirdly. Digs in. But, um, yeah, to be fair, the QAnon people, uh, to the QAnon people, even within their own ranks, the JFK Jr. stuff is more of a fringe belief. Which is really saying something. <laughs> Even the other Q people think you're... Well, I'm not one of those uh, Q people. Uh, okay. Yeah, no, he's definitely dead. Uh, nevertheless, a particular QAnon influencer named Michael Protzman uh, managed to convince hundreds of his followers to show up in Dallas last week and congregate around Dealey Plaza, where John F. Kennedy was assassinated in 1963, fully believing that JFK Jr. would now finally be revealing himself, along with apparently a bunch of other dead celebrities who supposedly faked their deaths to go and fight against the deep state or some, some shit. Because that's what you want to do. Yeah. That's what you want to do with your life uh, when you uh, uh, have, you know, a, a million other reasons to live publicly and mm-hmm. retire and do something nice. No, you want to fake your death and fight the deep state. Yeah. Like, they literally think Kobe Bryant faked uh, his death, which would be wild because he wasn't the only person that died that mm-hmm. day, uh, several other people did. Children. They're all fighting the deep state. Uh, yeah, I guess. Well, not doing a great job. I would hope. Yeah. Otherwise, Kobe Bryant killed a bunch of uh, family members and close friends so that 
he could fake his death, which would be pretty fucked up. Not yeah. very heroic of him. Uh, but here's some of Rolling Stone's E.J. Dixon and Stephen Monticelli. Uh, they're on the ground coverage of how this all went down. So enjoy that. The expectation among some attendees was that JFK Jr. would reveal himself along with his father, JFK Sr., to great fanfare. Wait, they thought Dad was coming too? <laughs> yeah. We're expecting a parade, said a woman named Ginny, who had come all the way from Nebraska. JFK is going to be here. Ginny then went on to describe her beliefs that many dead celebrities are actually alive, are part of a secret plan, and that there will be a big reveal later tonight at the Rolling Stones concert at the Cotton Bowl Stadium in Dallas. Jeez. Robin Williams was here the other day. Michael Jackson is high in the movement. Every attendee who was willing to chat appeared to sincerely believe that something big was going to happen. Many specifically mentioned the JFK theory. That was certainly the case for Mike Penny, who also is a bit of a QAnon influencer in his own right, having appeared in YouTube videos with Protzman. It's the beginning and the end, Penny told Rolling Stone. When asked when he was expecting to see JFK, he said, sometime today. Several attendees mentioned 12.29 p.m. as the specific time they expected the deuce ex machina, noting that it was the time that JFK was shot 58 years ago. But for whatever reason, no one explained why they didn't choose to meet on the day JFK was shot, November 22nd. Perhaps it was a typographical error. <laughs> when 12.29 rolled around, the only thing that happened was a group recital of the Pledge of Allegiance. Still, the crowd stuck around for several hours, even as heavy rain started pouring down. Well, I mean, what are you going to do after that? You go home? No. You cope together. Look, knowing my luck, I'm going to leave, and then two minutes later, JFK Jr. and his dad are going to pop out, and I'm going to miss it. And I'm going to look real silly if that happens. That's why you don't leave in the eighth inning, no matter what the score is. You got to stay there, just in case. Yeah. Anything can happen. Um, but Same yeah, with ballgame. <laughs> I was just going to ask, like, why wouldn't they, because it's November. I don't know, the, I didn't know the exact date, but like, yeah. I, JFK was killed in November. Yeah, November uh, so 22nd, like, so they, November 2nd. Also, how old would he be by now if he was actually to come back? Like, in his 90s. Or... He would be 104 okay, yeah. years old. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah, he would have been in hiding for 58 years, more than half of his life. Just uh, here's the idea. Some guy named Donald Trump, who uh, is a little boy right now, mm -hmm. one day he's going to fight the deep state. So what we got to do is fake my death in the most public way possible. We need we need people right next to me to see my head explode somehow. Can you do that? Can you make sure my brain Let's get and Stanley skull, Kubrick. Uh, yeah. Just you need to fuck my shit up. Just yeah. blow out my skull, but not really. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe we also don't tell my wife. Don't tell my wife. Make her grieve just horrifically for the next several years and fuck a bunch of other dudes. Mm -hmm. I'm fine with that. I'm going to have to deal with it. I'm going to fake my death. I'm going to go hide somewhere for 58 years. Uh, well, little... When I'm dying, the, the guy that talks about how cool his penis is will be the president for a while. Yeah. Uh, he takes it out, apparently, in front of people. Yeah, LBJ, that... Yeah. That, uh, that scamp. That southern rascal, that scamp. <laughs> it's fine. I don't feel great about it, but we'll get we'll let him have the job for now. And then my little boy, Jono, who's, uh, I don't know, what, four years old... Uh, we're when, not going to tell him either. When he's in his late 30s, yeah. we're going to arrange a little situation for him to join me in mm -hmm. the uh, undergrounds. And uh, I'm sorry, whoever he's married to at the time is going to have to die. Yeah. Also, uh, uh, he, he has to watch as his dad's fake corpse uh, is paraded in front of him that's right. uh, while the country watches and mourns. Yeah, it's uh, he's on a need-to-know basis, and John Boyd doesn't need to know. I like the, the idea that specifically right now, is the time they would come back and not like, I don't know, last year, Vietnam, 9-11, <laughs> Iran-Contra, 
Uh, just any any time before this of significance, 9-11. Yeah, the, the big bad evil deep state has done a lot of like genuine evil things between 1963 and now. You would you would hope that, uh, I mean, maybe maybe their power level just wasn't where it needed to be. I guess you're right, yeah. The, the ripe old age of 104 is when you're at peak physical and mental strength yeah. to come back and uh, lead the charge. Um, but hey, we're trying to rationalize it, and it's irrational. So yeah. it's a pointless endeavor. Anyways, uh, yeah, they left Dealey Plaza empty-handed. But QAnon people aren't, you know, ones to let false prophecies inspire some self-reflection that maybe they've been duped. No. In fact, every prophecy of theirs has been a total dud, but they don't care. It's about the community. <laughs> it, I mean, that's really what it is. The yeah. same with, like, Flatter. They just need friends. They're weird old people who've been li- living extremely boring lives and now they have this sense of community. They have something to ex- get excited about all the time. Uh, that's what it is. It just happens to be ruining these people's lives otherwise. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it, it also just so happens that the Rolling Stones were playing in Dallas that very night. And many of the Boomer Q people who were at Dealey Plaza also attended the concert. And uh, wouldn't you know it, turns out JFK Jr. Uh, actually was in Dallas. What? He, he was just in disguise as Rolling Stones guitarist Keith Richards. Uh, ah. Here's the uh, here's Rolling Stone uh, the website again. Not it's different from Rolling Stone Rolling magazine talking about the band the Rolling Stones. Yeah. yeah, it's very confusing. After JFK Jr. failed to materialize in Dallas on Tuesday, November second, per the abstruse predictions of a numerology obsessed QAnon sect, some of the followers of the theory have surmised that Keith Richards is in fact JFK Jr. in disguise. Oh, also Michael Jackson is impersonating Mick Jagger. During and after the concert, members of a Telegram chat called Occupy Dealey Plaza shared theories linking JFK Jr. and the three surviving Rolling Stones, along with numerological predictions and photos from the concert. When some members questioned why JFK Jr. had failed to show himself, others theorized that they had indeed seen JFK Jr., but that he was in disguise. The lyrics of the song Sympathy for the Devil were cited in particular as a reason to believe. I shouted out who killed the Kennedys when, after all, it was you and me. People are saying that Elvis was in a mask playing the keyboard, read one message from a user named Mustang Debbie. Michael Jackson was there, maybe playing Mick Jagger. JFK Jr. was playing the guitarist Keith Richards in the yellow shirt, and they all had masks on. They are saying it wasn't even the Rolling Stones doing the concert. It was actually a super group. Big if true. It's amazing that uh, JFK Jr., I mean, I guess he has had a lot of time to... uh, get extremely good at playing the guitar and not just playing guitar, but playing guitar in the the way that Keith Richards does, which is which uses weird tunings that kind of only he really uses. They're not, not that common. Uh, well, when so, you've been spending... But yeah, he's got all that time. Yeah, two decades living under the Denver International Airport. You got time on your hands. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and it's the perfect cover. Yes. Who's, who's going who's gonna to question whether Keith Richards is really the... Uh, the son of a dead president who's also Yeah, there's nothing son. better than keeping things private and hidden than being in one of the largest rock and roll bands of all time in front of witnesses on a, on a nightly basis. Yeah, I mean that Kumail Nanjiani Eternal, he's like a Bollywood star. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's got a big secret himself, so this, this makes sense. Yeah, you but he's, his secret is that he's the same person despite claiming publicly that he uh, is it comes from a lineage of Bollywood actors. So, like, he was his father and his grandfather in Bollywood. Oh, well. Not playing someone entirely different. Well, I'm but, sure well, he, if, he, the, if he wanted to, he probably could. The Eternals world and this uh, uh, world are very similar in the fact that they don't exist. I wish there's... 
some, I mean, this will never happen, but I wish someone would drop like a billion dollars to make a uh, sort of MCU movie universe about, like based on uh, QAnon lore. Yeah, yeah. It'd be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe Notch will do it. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. got the money. Yeah. Uh, yeah, anyways, the QAnon lunatics remain undeterred and apparently continued showing up in Dealey Plaza in the following days, just hanging out, waiting for something to happen. Uh, on Saturday, Rolling Stone's Stephen uh, Monticelli tweeted out, Update! The situation with JFK Jr. truthers at Dealey Plaza has, believe it or not, taken an even more bizarre turn. They've now gathered into a single line and are, one by one, approaching a man with a bird on his shoulder who appears to be giving them individual directions. And yeah, that's a big line of people all lining up to talk to an old man with a bird on his shoulder. So I think it's just like, if you are extremely old and unique looking or eccentric looking, they're like, well, that has got to be the person who is hiding as JFK Jr. or JFK. Yeah, I don't know if they thought the Birdman was JFK Jr., but I did hear reports that they were just sort of going up to, like, I think all these people have fucking face blindness, but they were, people, random people were just going up to people in the crowd being like, hey, nice to meet you, wink, being like, that's Robin Williams, but don't say anything. And just like, oh my God, I met so many dead celebrities today down at Dealey Plaza, but shh, don't tell anyone. Yeah. Some real, real demented stuff. But uh, as silly and pathetic as all this QAnon stuff is, uh, especially now, a full year after the 2020 election, when, you know, JFK Jr. and all these people, their powers could have really been used in that election. You would assume that, uh, uh, yeah, that they would have come out then. Yeah, but it's worth pointing out that uh, just the awful effect that all of this has had on the family members and friends of the people who have gone down the Q rabbit hole over the last few years. The subreddit... QAnon casualties is worth checking out if you want to get really, really depressed as quickly as possible. Speed run. It's just full of first-hand accounts by husbands, wives, sons, and daughters about just completely giving up on their QAnon family members who have changed so much that they are not even really the same person they were before getting into Q. It's it's a fucked up place and one of those places I, I still check in on regularly just because I'm a, I'm a little fucked up too. I... I <laughs> I get off on it somehow. That and the, the Herman Cain Award. I'm like, let's just fuck my shit up. I'm just going to read some stuff that's going to make me lose faith in humanity right now while I, I, while uh, I take a shit. I am uh, very jealous of your uh, seemingly normal, from my perspective at least, uh, extended family. Yeah, even the members of my family who are like Trumpers, I don't believe are into any of this like crazy shit. Yeah. Like they're vaccinated, I think. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I've never heard any like, like oh Tom Hanks is uh, the head of a <laughs> satanic pedophile ring. I've never heard yeah. any of that. Or at shit. least if they do believe it, they're keeping it close to the chest. Yeah, they're my all my Republican relatives are more of just the standard Fox News yeah, variety, yeah, yeah. not the like uh, crazy Facebook variety. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, QAnon casualties. We talked about that place before with that story about a school shooting survivor's dad becoming convinced that his own son was actually a deep state crisis actor. It's all incredibly sad once you look past all the dumb shit, like thinking that uh, JFK Jr. is disguised as Keith Richards and touring the world with the Rolling Stones for Mm -hmm. reasons. Yeah. But in other political news, there were elections in various parts of the country last week. And in the race for governor of Virginia, Republican Glenn Youngkin defeated Democrat Terry McAuliffe. Having the seat go to a Republican is a serious wake-up call to Democrats, considering Joe Biden won in Virginia by nearly 16 points just a year ago. As for why things turned out the way they did, well, there's a number of possible reasons, like um, 
Maybe it wasn't smart that the Virginia Democratic Party sent out these mailers that look like they came directly from the state's Republican Party, pointing out how much Donald Trump supports Glenn Youngkin. Got him. Uh, and uh, maybe it was a bad idea for them to team up with the Lincoln Project and have actors dressed up like white supremacists holding tiki torches at a Glenn Youngkin rally. Yeah, weird. Um, Real in, weird. In any case, the Dems did what they did best. They lost. Uh, well, geez. Could also be that uh, it doesn't really seem like anything has changed or any forward progress, progress has been made. And any time that forward progress is uh, attempted... Uh, some mansion or cinema blocks it, and the rest of the Democrats go, all right, well, I guess we'll have to gut some of this. Shit. Some of this very important stuff. This is all AOC's fault, somehow. It couldn't possibly be <laughs> the centrist Democrats. Yeah. Anyway, it's still very funny that in the wake of the Virginia governor's election, we got yet another example of the party who is convinced that voter fraud is a huge problem in this country uh, doing a little bit of voter fraud themselves, mm -hmm. or at least trying to. And in this case, it was Glenn Youngkin's own son doing it. Uh, here's the Washington Post. The 17-year-old son of Virginia Governor-elect Glenn Youngkin tried to cast a ballot in Tuesday's gubernatorial election twice, despite being too young to vote, Fairfax County officials said he did it twice. in a statement <laughs> released Friday. The teen walked into the voting precinct inside the Great Falls Library on Tuesday, presenting his driver's license to election officials when asked for proof of identity, according to Jennifer Chanty, the precinct captain there. Chanty said in an interview with the Post that she realized who the teen was when she looked at his ID. Upon seeing his age, she said she informed him that he must be at least 18 to be eligible to vote in Virginia. Under Virginia's election laws, the only time 17-year-olds can vote is in a primary election if they'll be 18 by the time of the general election. She said she offered to register him to vote for the next election, but the teen declined and walked out. About 20 minutes later, the teen returned, insisting that he be allowed to vote, saying that a friend who was also 17 had been allowed to cast a ballot, Chanty said. Did he come back in wearing a fake mustache? Hello? It is me, man incognito. I mean, no, he didn't do that because he his sense of uh, entitlement didn't even require that. that uh, my friend said he voted. So you guys let him vote. You let him vote. His name is Straw Man. I, that, I love that, like, that's such good teenager logic is, like, if someone else got if away someone, with something, yeah. I am entitled you get, to do the you same crime. You get fucking crime. pissed off when you can't get away with the same shit as someone else. Why did you pull me over, officer? My friend just the other day was driving 100 miles an hour down the yeah. road. But to be clear, no election fraud was committed since the kid didn't actually vote and didn't try to do so under false pretenses. But it is extremely funny that the underage son of a candidate who emphasized election integrity throughout his entire campaign tried to vote for his dad when clearly it wasn't legal for him to do so. And twice. Yeah. Uh, not, not that it really mattered, though. Uh, Glenn Youngkin won by over 60,000 votes. Still funny. And honestly, uh, we're on the kid's side here. Not only did he do nothing wrong, but uh, it should be legal for all teenagers to vote. Yeah. I think they should have Yeah. Uh, after this little incident in Virginia, this is something that all Republicans should fully support. Yeah. Let the kids vote. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yes. He did nothing wrong. Let him vote. I'm sure they will all vote for all your favorite candidates. And you just let him do it. So, come on. I don't know anymore. I, I, I have a, a very distinct feeling that the Democrats are going to lose extremely hard next fall. I, Unless uh, something very significant changes. Well, it's uh, not next fall. It's uh, 2024. Well, the midterms, right? Oh, wait, yeah, you're yeah. right. Shit. So. Yeah, it's <laughs> coming up. Hey! Bing, bang, boom. Yeah, I, I don't have high, high hopes. Not at all. But um, they got a year to maybe, maybe win... 
some hearts and minds over. We'll see. Uh, it's out of my hands now. Uh, I did the one thing they asked me to do. <laughs> got vaccinated. Got vaccinated. Voted for Joe Biden, even though, like, in hindsight, didn't need to. Yeah. Really, really should have just... Got uh, my booster. Oh, it's God. Little, it's, it's a little God. Can, it's not I, actually swelling. I can feel the frequencies uh, emanating. Uh, I can hear the radio in my skull right now. It's I like, have two vaccines, two different ones in me now. Whoa. Pfizer and Moderna. Whoa. <laughs> 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 anyway, speaking of Republicans, here's yet another update on those folks who stormed the U.S. Capitol last January and have been slowly but steadily getting prosecuted for their crimes. A Texas real estate agent and life coach named Jenna Ryan, who flew to the Capitol in a private jet, was among the hundreds of rioters who broke into the Capitol on January 6th. She also documented the entire process all over social media, which made things really easy for the FBI, who charged her just a little over a week later. She was in the easy folder. Uh, She then made herself available for multiple interviews in which she insisted that she had no idea anything she did was illegal and that she was proud of what she did and felt very, very unfairly persecuted. Well, I didn't know I couldn't do that. But uh, she summed herself up quite nicely in a Twitter reply back in March when she wrote, Definitely not going to jail. Sorry. I have blonde hair, white skin, a great job, a great future, and I'm not going to jail. Sorry to rain on your hater parade. I did nothing wrong. Hmm. You can't send me to jail. I'm white. Well, here's the Daily Beast with a little update on that. A Texas real estate agent who swore she wouldn't be jailed over her role in the January 6th Capitol riot has been sentenced to 60 days in prison. U.S. District Judge Christopher Cooper on Thursday also slapped convicted rioter Jenna Ryan with $500 in restitution after she was charged with a single count of parading, demonstrating, or picketing in a Capitol building. At the hearing, Cooper told Ryan that he believed her punishment would tell Americans, quote, something about the courts and about how our country responded to what happened. And I think the sentence should tell them that we take it seriously. Hours before the insurrection, Ryan had repeatedly blasted out statements on social media that the events of January 6th represented a prelude to war. Uh, She also posted a recording as she arrived at the Capitol saying that she would be breaking those windows, (laughs) prosecutors said. Uh, According to prosecutors, as Ryan breached the Capitol, she flipped on her camera and began streaming on Facebook Live. She allegedly called on viewers to hire her as a realtor and amid shattered glass and alarms proclaimed, here we are in the name of Jesus. Honestly, she's half right because she got a real slap on the wrist. I mean, all these people did and I don't, a lot of people are freaking out about this and they're kind of justified because like, the justice system in this country is very uh, lopsided. Yes. People go to prison for years for, like, very minor crimes. Mm-hmm. And these people fucking broke into the U.S. Capitol and they're getting, like, a couple weeks or months well, in prison. Well, time served. Burm. I, but, uh, yeah. I, both, and a $500 fine for someone who chartered a private jet yeah, to the Capitol. I think both these things can be true. Uh, we're sending away a lot of uh, people for way too long. Uh I think all, all all prison sentences for nonviolent crimes should be something like this. Yes. Couple months in prison. It's just the fact that it's completely out of balance. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yes. Like it's it's very easy. You see this all the time on Twitter, but it's just like a screenshot of this headline of like Capitol Rider going to prison for a month and then a screenshot of someone else who like stole a fucking piece of cheese from the local supermarket and just getting like twenty years in prison. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah, in that context, yes, it's infuriating. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Anyways, speaking of uh, conservative self-owns, 
We unfortunately have an update for you about the undisputed king of cell phones, Jacob Wall. As we've covered previously, Jacob Wall is looking at potentially years behind bars for various crimes related to his disinformation efforts during the 2020 election. But in the meantime, he's still posting away online in the few places that haven't banned him. One of those places is Gab, a social network mostly known for harboring literal Nazis and white supremacists. So he was definitely playing to his audience with this post. I firmly believe that every Jew in America should decorate their home with Christmas lights. It's called assimilation. America is a Christian country. Now, it's worth pointing out that despite coming off like a Christian dominionist in that post, Jacob Wall is Jewish. He's, but he's Jewish in that special way where most other Jews go out of their way to make sure that you know that they don't claim him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah, I guess it sounds like he's jumping on the war on Christmas train in a big way with this one. Um, assuming he gets invited to any Hanukkah parties this year, and I have my doubts, but it sounds like he's going to spend the whole time just getting mad at other people for wishing him a happy Hanukkah instead of Merry Christmas. They don't even overlap this year. You can have both. Yeah. Hanukkah starts real early. Yeah, it starts year. right after Thanksgiving. Yeah. You can have both. Enjoy both. Christmaka. As coined by uh, the OC. Yeah. yeah. But hey, I mean, this might be the last holiday season that Jacob Wool spends outside of a prison cell for a very long time. And if he wants to decorate the hell of his, out of his home with Christmas lights galore, that is his right for Chris, now. Christmas is fun and festive. So. Yeah, you're on Jacob Wool's side with this one. No, I'm not saying that Jews need to decorate. You and Jacob Wool have something in common. No, 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 no. No, uh, I'm just saying you can have an elf on a shelf and a mensch on a bench. You can have both. Doesn't matter. You can. You or, you can, can. or you can have one or the other. I don't care. Or you could do, like Elliot does, nothing at all. Yeah. I mean, I don't own a home. When I own a home, I might take it more seriously, but like, I would only decorate the outside of my house. You don't have like a little tree? No, where would I put it? A tiny tree. Yeah, what's, what for? Just, to, just so I could stub my toe on it? It gets lovely to look at. It makes you happy. I don't have enough space for that shit. <clears throat> all right, well, whatever, you know? Anyways, before we get to the headlines after this show, we need to let you know that this episode is sponsored by Stitch Fix. Your style isn't one size fits all. It's all about what suits your body and what suits the moment. So why not shop at a store that is personalized to your body and style? Introducing Stitch Fix Freestyle, a shop built just for you. Stitch Fix Freestyle is your trusted style destination where you can discover and instantly buy curated items based on your style, likes, and lifestyle. Whether you're looking for a brand you love or to try a new one, at Stitch Fix Freestyle, you can shop hundreds of brands personalized to your size and fit. With styles for workouts, to work wear, for lounging around the house, or a night out on the town, Stitch Fix Freestyle has clothes for any occasion. Plus, there's no subscription required, and they offer free shipping, returns, and exchanges. Get started today by filling out your style quiz at stitchfix.com weird. That is stitchfix.com weird to try Stitch Fix Freestyle. Stitchfix.com Slash weird. I got this shirt from Stitch Fix. Hey, it looks great. I too. never. I, I always thought polo shirts looked fucking lame, but they sent me one in my box, and I was like, "And you can wear it on the golf course." What? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, we also have a new one for you. Yeah. One that's weekly weird only. Put the kids to bed. Yeah. <laughs> this episode is also sponsored by Adam and Eve. Long ago, in the very stylish 1970s, Adam and Eve was born. No, not the biblical Adam and Eve. We're talking about the upscale adult boutique, Adam and Eve. They've got lingerie, games, movies, and more. Plus, Adam and Eve offers 24-7 customer service and 90-day no-hassle returns. So if anything goes wrong with your order, just let them know and you'll get taken care of. Plus, Adam and Eve is out there doing good in the world. 20% of their profit goes to fight the spread of HIV around the world. 
Adam and Eve turned 50 this year, and to celebrate their half century of sex positivity, they're giving out all kinds of deals. Go to adamandeve.com and use code WEEKLY to get 50% off one item and free shipping in the U.S. and Canada. Some restrictions do apply. Again, that, that is 50% off one item and free shipping in the U.S. and Canada by going to adamandeve.com and using code WEEKLY. That uh, sex toy that you've been looking at that's a little too expensive, well, now it might be attainable. That's right. And they make wonderful gifts. Great stocking stuffers. Treat yourself. Yes. All right. Wake the kids back up. It's time for the headlines (laughs) part of the show. Uh, These are safe for work, I think, mostly. Uh, Starting with exiled Papa John's founder literally cannot stop eating the chain's pizza. John Schnatter says he's had 800 pizzas in the last 18 months. That is, that's a lot, um, but... Is that the same rate as 40 pizzas in 30 days? Four, it sounds 40, like more. 40 times 18, yeah. So that would be, uh, yeah, it's more. It's more <laughs> than whatever 40 times 18 is. Yeah. 800 pizzas in hey, 18 but months. He came out after that and be like, well, I wasn't literally, or he said he'd have like a slice or something. So yeah, he now says he's going he, back on He it. says he's testing them. So he says he's orders, he orders a whole pie just so he can be like, Nope, not as good. But this guy's also like, he just has morphed into a meme lord. Like, yeah, he's, he's all over TikTok now. All over TikTok. Showing off his stupid house. I do love uh, the, there was the resurgence in the John Schneider meme this week when that family was on CNN talking about how they drink 12 gallons of milk every week. Yeah. Connie, run a milk. Can you stop and get 12 we'll get gallons? 12 gallons. We uh, drink <laughs> 48 gallons of milk a month. Yeah, that was that was the meme. It was like it's it's Papa John doing that face, and it's like I've had 40 gallons of milk this month. And look, I get it. I'm not shitting on this family. Like, uh, there, uh, it's very clear that there was an alternative. There's a huge family. The, the there was an alternate motive. Like, there's people obviously dug up all their past posts, and it's like, yes, they clearly have a political bias, but and they're they, also a, they're also a foster family. They're a foster like, family, but they have like a huge house with a swimming pool. Like these people aren't poor. They're firmly middle class, yeah. and. The, they made claims about the price of milk that, that were just are inaccurate, demonstrably false that yeah. CNN just let them say. They're like, yeah, milk used to be $1 a gallon, and now look at it. No, it's like the, the price <laughs> like, yeah, it was like actually, 30 years ago. It was actually higher with, uh, in January of 2020. Or so. yeah. it, it, it's a stupid argument either way. But, like, yeah, it's just funny, the idea of 12 gallons a week. Even if you have 12 children, like even foster kids or whatever. Yeah, that's a lot. They're drinking a lot of milk. Yeah. If you're buying that much milk, I hate to see what their septic system prob- looks like. Yeah. <laughs> Probably just call up the local dairy farm. Just and get a cow. See if you can work out a one-to-one deal here. No need to use the supermarket as a middleman and let them skimp profits off of it. Oh, we, we don't go to the super- supermarket. They have that stupid pasteurized with, stuff. With that much <laughs> shit, yeah, you could be buying your milk wholesale. Yeah. So I don't know. But yeah, Papa John, he's back in the news. He gave another interview, but he just sort of rehashed all the stuff as before. Nothing really interesting came out except for the 800 pizzas. Well, because he's saying it to like get back in the news to market his TikTok channel, which yeah, he's very active much. on. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess we've fallen into his trap. We are living in a time where you can just pull out your phone and see uh, Papa John using a Shrek filter. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know what? There's some good things about living in that technological future that we currently reside in. Yes, I guess so. Next headline, woman builds $700 after sitting in ER waiting room for seven hours, leaving without treatment. I believe it. America number one. Yeah. Best healthcare in the world. Can't find any better healthcare. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Good luck getting charged $700 for nothing in Canada yeah. or in Britain with the NHS. Yep. I remember yeah. when I was in my early 20s, I went to, uh, I was, I was 
on tour, so I couldn't go to like an actual doctor. So yeah. I had to go to the emergency room because I had like a really bad stomach flu or something like that. And I got there, and they're like, they did blood tests and and all this stuff, and they're like, look, there's we can't find anything. It's probably just gonna pass in a couple of days. And I got a fucking bill for like eleven hundred dollars for that. Yeah, yeah. It's insane. Uh, well, you're alive, aren't you? Thank you, American Medical if, if, Services. If you had gone to an emergency room in um, Mexico, you'd be dead. So, yeah, they would have harvested all my organs. Money well spent, exactly. But yeah, this woman, she went there like she'd hit her head or something. It sounds like she was bleeding and waited seven hours. Just like you know what, fuck this. I'm going home. Just put like a bandage on my head. I could, I can deal with this. It's not that serious. And there, and because she had signed in, yeah, uh, she got a charge that everyone who gets. Treatment at the emergency room gets. It's just one a line item. Yeah, just for existing room inside fee. of it. Yeah. And she got that fee. Yes. It's insane. Yeah. And it, people wonder why people who actually should be going to the doctor or hospital don't go. And they wait until their symptoms are so bad that it is extremely hard to recover from or treat because they're scared of going having fucking financial ruin. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's bad. And it's like <laughs> it's a very mean system. It's like traumatizing too. Like I, I I mean I can afford to go to the doctor now, but I still usually don't because I'm just like ugh, ugh, God, how much are they gonna fuck me with this? Yeah, it's uh it's bad. It's 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 a it's a bad thing on like a cultural level. People just aren't going to the doctor when they need to. No, yeah. So uh, greatest country in the world. Man eaten by piranhas after jumping into lake to escape bees. That man's name? Mr. Bean. That poor <laughs> bastard. Yeah, this, this sucks. Uh, I don't think he was actually, like, eaten to death he by piranhas. He didn't die, like, right? they, That's not a real thing. That's, a, that's an old wives' tale made up by, uh, I think, like, Teddy Roosevelt went to Brazil when he was president, and uh, they wanted to show him the, these piranhas that everyone heard about. They put, like, a chicken in the water or something? I think they, like, starved them for, like, weeks and fed the piranhas, like, a live goat or something. And he's like, wow, you got to see these things. So the, the myth of, like, people just getting fucking devoured by piranhas is a bit overstated. But uh, this guy, it sounds like he drowned and then the piranhas started eating, oh, so he did eating die. his body. He, yeah, he died. Oh, okay. Yeah, this man is dead. Hmm. He was eaten by piranhas. But after well, he died. The bees could have gotten him, too, though. He might have been allergic. Yeah, this is... Uh, there's no good outcome here. No, mm. no, very sad, but um, hell of a headline. Yes, it is. Hairdresser makes Boris Johnson hair mural as pandemic thank you. And it's as ugly, just as butt fucking ugly as you can imagine. Did he put, did they put the helmet on his head too? No, didn't need to. He, he does look like just one big helmet. This hairdresser saved countless number of people's excess hair. And when you go to the barber or whatever, you assume they're gonna throw that away. No, this person was keeping it and separating them out into different shades so they could make this just hideous Boris Johnson hair mural to thank him for being the prime minister during the pandemic. I don't even know what they were necessarily thanking him for. This this hairdresser was out of work for a long time because their shit wasn't that essential. So I don't know, but it's... Uh, Remember when Boris Johnson went art. around hanging out with COVID patients like he was Princess Diana meeting HIV patients? I'm shaking their hands. And even though it was completely different, and then he Immediately got COVID got and almost himself. died. Yeah. Yeah, no, he was in bad shape. Mm -hmm. But uh, he, he wanted to show everyone that you keep a stiff upper lip, and some of us are going to have to die. Yeah. We will be getting a herd immunity here in Britain. Didn't really work out. 
A high school principal is apologizing for lack of sportsmanship after the football team won a game 106 to zero. I mean, yeah, probably. Was this Bishop Sycamore? No, it was not. <laughs> this was a school in, uh, I think, Inglewood. Yeah. Here in LA. And uh, yeah, their their QB, I think he's he's already signed to some big school. Like mm-hmm. they're a good team, but they uh, they were already up like fifty eight nothing in the first quarter. Yeah, and they just uh, they didn't let up. They and uh, they even in the fourth quarter they were at a, it was at one hundred and four to nothing. This and uh, they went for a two point conversion. <laughs> I mean, I love it. Like fuck that. They're they're doing what is. <laughs> What should they slow play it just because the other team sucks? I mean, I I don't know what I feel. But in my opinion, if if I was this coach, I would have just pulled out all my starters because it's like yeah, rest we're them gonna so they don't win. Get like, yeah, yeah, in case they get injured, like it's yeah. like what are you doing? Yeah, like that would be. But like I don't know, maybe. Well, at uh, one point you know. have to assume that the other team just wasn't even trying anymore. Well, I think they were. They're just they were playing against a team that wasn't very good. But when you're down seventy to whatever, it's like oh they're. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to try to fucking sack the I'm quarterback. I'm sure they were pretty demoralized. Yes. But, uh, yeah, they just kept going. And, yeah, the high school's apologizing. Dick Vitale, he he went on Twitter. He's like, this coach, he should be fired. No sportsmanship. Whatever. No, I don't know. They, uh, I mean, pretty cool. We, we, we just beat a team 106 to 0. Look, the, the other team couldn't score. Yeah. And not only could they not score, zero defense. Yeah. They just let them walk all over them. Maybe they're not cut out for football. Maybe this was what they needed to finally decide a new career path. It's a real, you know real reality check. I'm going to get into welding. Mm-hmm. And that man went on to be the best welder you've ever seen. You know what? I'm done with all this football shit. I'm going to get into QAnon. <laughs> I'm going to devote all the energy no, that's the wrong way. sports to QAnon. I'm going to get really into it. I might even go to Dealey Plaza this week to be there when JFK comes back. And if I dress crazy enough, people will think I'm JFK Jr. That's right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to moonlight as JFK Jr. That's my real calling. Anyways. Kyle Rittenhouse's trial opens with his lawyer saying the N-word twice in court. (laughs) Also, didn't they already, like, dismiss a juror for, like, making jokes about it? Oh, I don't know about that. The judge in this case uh, told told prosecutors that they couldn't call the people that Kyle shot victims. Okay. Had to call them rioters and looters. Okay. I don't know if that's being upheld, but that's the kind of court system we're working in here. So, uh, yeah, Kyle, I guess, I mean, during the confrontation with Kyle Rittenhouse, there were some N-bombs dropped of the soft variety. And uh, Rittenhouse's lawyer showed the video and then just, like, quoted from the video multiple times. Mm-hmm. Seems a bit unnecessary, but uh, what? he did it. Why is everyone looking at me? Uh, lawyers do love saying the N-word. It's it's a weird thing. Especially it's law right professors. Right here in the- Legal proceedings. Yeah. I'm I'm just quoting. Any chance they can get to do it in a quoting context, they'll do it. And so this guy, he went for it. You know, the the opportunity doesn't come up a whole lot. (laughs) I'm going to do it. Uh, Firefighters rescue naked man stuck in Landmark Theater bathroom wall for several days. How'd he get in there? Sounds like he was homeless. Uh, Maybe. Maybe a little little off. mm -hmm. But yeah, he snuck in when no one was looking and uh, ended up in the ceiling, I think. And, you know, there was a gap mm-hmm. in some walls and he fell into that gap and it was, he was just sort of like stuck like this for, for three days. And finally he's like, hey, hey, let me out. I'm in the I, wall. I'm not trying to freak anyone out, but I'm in the wall right now. I'm also naked. Don't ask me to explain. 
What's important right now is we get the fire department in here <laughs> ASAP. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, he's, he's okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. Um, sounds horrific. I would uh, would not like to be I mean, stuck in a wall. Claustrophobic. Yeah. Experience. Just just you and the rats. Mm-hmm. Family's pet dog that killed ducks and chickens turns out to be a fox. I could see that. It was a South American fox too. Like the European fox, that's a fox. Like you can tell, it's got the big tail. It's got the foxy face. Mm-hmm. The South American fox looks sort of like a coyote, sort of, mm-hmm. but like dog-sized. Yeah, so. I can see this happening. Like it's it's not like the people who like find rats and think that they're dogs. This is no. like clearly somewhat easier of a misidentification. Yeah, they got it as a puppy or whatever the puppy version of a fox is, mm-hmm. and uh, but as it grew older, it kept repeatedly killing all the neighbors' pets and livestock. It was mm-hmm. costing these people a lot of money because they had to... A literal know, fox in the hen house. They had to compensate uh, everyone. The, their pet kept killing, and then finally they're like, oh. Oh. Oh, that, that actually explains a lot. So they shot it? Uh, no, it escaped. <laughs> it escaped. And now, like, the local zoo is trying to catch it because uh, it's, it's, the chances out in the wild are not great. I don't know. It sounds so, like it's doing a pretty good job so far. Great at killing chickens. Yeah. And ducks. It's just going to stick around that farm and keep killing yeah. chickens and ducks. Yeah. After awarding his wife twice, Bolsonaro awards himself Medal of Scientific Merit. I did it. He, uh, he and then also, an ostrich bit him. He also, uh, like most of the scientists that he nominated for the award, refused it because uh, they feel correctly that Bolsonaro is a, a very anti-science. Well, if no one's going to take it, well, I guess I will. And my yeah, wife. More for me. Just covered in medals. Yeah. Uh, he, one of the people he nominated for it, it was it was an accident. He didn't realize that the guy he nominated wrote a paper about how hydroxychloroquine doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So he uh, he removed the nomination once he found that out. <laughs> Just a fucking clown. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think he's uh, the election's coming up. Not sure when. It'll be real interesting uh, to see how that goes for him. I feel like he's gonna get uh, he's gonna win again. I don't know his. I would hope not, but his public public opinion has, for Bolsonaro has never been that great. It's similar to Trump, where it just sort of hovered like around or below fifty percent. There's something like so deeply sinister about like these bumbling idiots who get in power, like it, like Boris Johnson, Donald Trump, Bolsonaro, like all varying degrees of evil, but still like. They have that seemingly harm, harmless facade because they yeah. you can't take them seriously. Well, like, but that's like an actual problem because they are doing very serious and bad things under the guise of being morons. That's the whole thing with, I mean, we make fun of Bolsonaro for always being sick and yeah. in the hospital, like always just being like hooked up to fucking machines. But <laughs> getting pecked by emus. That's like a PR strategy that him and his team use to like get sympathy. Yeah. Like he, uh, when he first ran... He got a huge bump in the polls when someone stabbed him. Yeah. Well, so that, <laughs> the 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 problem with Donald Trump is I think he's he's narcissistic to the point where he's completely unaware of the ability to fake it or whatever. But like John Oliver did a great segment on Boris Johnson, who is actually an intelligent person, yeah. who is clearly he's playing dumb, clearly playing as if he's an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. It's all it's all part of the act. Yeah. 
Yeah, Boris Johnson was like, he is very highly educated. I remember hearing... He tussles his hair on purpose yeah. to, to set it, to make it look like he's disheveled and, and idiotic. Yeah, back when he was just the mayor of London, I remember hearing him on like podcasts being like, this is clearly a very, very intelligent, like well-educated person. Yeah. But yeah, ever since the last couple of years, just like, oh. He's, now he's a lovable just idiot. Boris. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, this, like he's responsible for this, this, and this. But, like, have you seen him on the uh, zip line? Yeah. He looks like an idiot. You see him riding his little bike? Yeah. Back on the bike, Boris. <laughs> yeah. So, it, yeah, there, it's it's very bad. It's just a weird it's a weird evolution of uh, evil political figures that we've, that we've somehow gotten to, where it's like, this is the time of the bumbling idiot yeah. who... It's like with Joe Biden and those farts. Yeah. Yeah. We see you. <laughs> they really need to get something done. <laughs> they really got to. Yeah. So, um, yeah. That's about it for this week. If you haven't already, uh, check out our most recent video about Karen Rogers and all of his uh, weird anti-vax rhetoric. Immunizations. Yep. I'm immunized. Yep. I'm uh, immunized. And, but I don't hate on anyone who's not. Uh, vaccinated. What a clown. What a disappointment. Yeah, so Karen Rogers' videos over here. Uh, also, uh, AI, still racist. Check out both of those videos. Subscribe to the channel, leave a like, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.